this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And this is episode 163 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And if you have already caught up, because we have a lot of people trying to catch up, we welcome you to the live version. Well, as live as we are. Live. But anyway. We're live today? Kind of live. Well, you're live. I'm alive. For That's... my wife, see, she she listens immediately, so. She gets a notification. As soon as she gets, there. yeah, she li- it's almost live for her. Almost so. live. Uh, but anyway, as you listen to the podcast, make sure that uh, you let your friends and family and others that you run into in a good way at the store or wherever uh, to let them know about um, the Connecting Faith to Life podcast and help them to understand how they can connect Christ-centered faith and the Bible to what and how we live every single day. Mm. So get out there and let them know. Well, Pastor, um, I know we're going to talk about an interesting topic today, and it's kind of against my thing to live like this, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, like horror movies. Yeah. I am not that person. I don't I, like them either. I, I do not like horror movies. Uh, they they don't do anything for me, I, and especially the gory ones. You know, I cannot stand them. Why don't you like them? Uh, I just... I, it Did just, it scare you? It, no, there's no scare. <laughs> it, is, it, it makes me sick to my stomach. I just can't take them. Um, but a lot of people like that because they tell me, well, I just like the adrenaline rush I get when these horrible things happen and I'm going, Wah. yeah, and I don't I, like adrenaline. I don't like adrenaline rushes in general. You don't ever, I, I think I have like, enough adrenaline yeah, runs I mean, running I through my I, body. I like just life to just go on, just kind of even kill and normal. And I don't need the adrenaline rushes. <laughs> I want the, I want the adrenaline rush from serving God some way. And yeah, I, I mean, get I get, out there yeah, and get sure, it done. Sure. Sure. I like, I like a little stress that. about just adrenaline rush for the sake of an adrenaline mm-hmm. rush is not my idea of a fun so day. you're never going to jump off a cliff nope. with a bungee cord nope i'm not you i'm like, not either you like roller coasters i do like roller coasters. i hate them i hate them really i hate okay. roller coasters my son luke and i think you know, Hudson likes them too they both love them like i i i, I, I don't call that adrenaline rush i just like the thrill it is, I, some so kind i don't of a like thrill that thrill like. when they, when we go to the fair or whatever and they want to rise you go by yourself <laughs> mama go with you i ain't going <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll sit on the bench and watch them. I no, those things are terrible. Uh, and I don't understand, man, why I just, I've never understood whether it's a horror movie or a roller coaster, whatever the case may be. You know, you go to, when, when I was growing up, it was Six Flags. We, we lived yeah, close to Atlanta. Yeah, and we too. had Six Flags over Six Georgia. Flags all the time. You know, there's Carowinds and, and Charlotte. Or, yeah. I know a lot of you listening, you go to Disney World every other week. I get all that. Uh, but but <laughs> we used to go to Six Flags and, and, and I would go and I would, there were some things I would do, but I would not ride the roller coasters. They had the mind bender and the Georgia Cyclone and uh, the Scream Machine, all these different roller coasters, and I would just refuse to ride every. You single never one. rode the Great American no, Scream I, Machine. I, no, no, was, and I never will. You Is never it still will because no, it's gone. They took it down. But at one point, that was the fastest roller coaster in the world. Not that's not why any, I wouldn't get on. Not it. even close. No, now. I just no, no. But what amazed me, man, people pay. They pay forty bucks a person or whatever. Well, I'm sure it's. I don't it's know, like a hundred now. now. $100 it's crazy. No, to go and have. You know, have yourself scared half to death. I'm not paying for that. No, you should pay me to ride the rides. If you want to scare me to death, you pay me. I'm not paying you. No, I hate roller coasters. They're terrible. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why why they were invented. That just makes no sense to me. 
Uh, they're fun. No, well, <laughs> teach his own, which is wild. I mean, I, I you know, I, I trained to be a pilot for quite a while right. and flew and all that never bothered me. I could, I could get into there was a no fear in that. Nope. Then. I could in a cockpit airplane and do, you know, steep turns and, and, you know, well, the plane I flew on when I was flying was this little bitty, it wasn't, it wasn't a Cessna, but it was similar to a Cessna, but sometimes the turbulence would be so bad that literally my hind parts of my body would come off my seat and wow. and hit the top of the the um the ceiling there in yeah. the cabin never bothered me whatever it just bump a light so that never bothered me but riding a roller coaster no wow that's yeah. interesting yeah what are we talking about pops well we're talking about fear fear uh, and uh, okay. here's the thing though there is someone that we are to fear yeah and uh, we're going to talk about that and yeah. that's god yeah yeah and so let's uh i think we're we're trying to answer two questions in particular yeah. about fear today yeah. so uh, we'll, let's uh, get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. We all probably at one point or another have had some fear in our lives. Mm-hmm. For some of us, it's fearing the roller coaster or fearing the horror movie or fearing whatever. We, we sure. Fear is something we all struggle with. And, and scripture is very clear, you know, fear God. So you have, which is interesting, you know, because over and over again, you have, you know, scripture that says fear God, and then God tells us also fear not, mm-hmm. right? So fear God, but fear not. Fear not the things of this world, but have a, a right fear, a healthy fear of God. And we'll talk about what that means in just a minute. But what I've discovered in my life and what I've discovered in years of ministry is, is one of the big things that people fear, like a controlling fear, mm-hmm. uh, we fear other people. Ooh, that's true. Right? I mean, yeah. you think about it. We, we we have an unhealthy fear of other people that we are oftentimes far too concerned with what other people think about us. Oh, that's true. And far too little concerned about what God thinks mm-hmm. of us. And so, so if you think about how we live our lives, we live our lives in this fear of people that paralyzes us in a sense that causes us to make decisions based on, well, what will he think or what will she think of mm-hmm. me? And, and you can see it just, just all over the place. I mean, um, you think about, you know, the clothes we wear, fashion, right? Mm-hmm. I want to look a certain way. I want to wear a certain style so that these people might think this of me. Right. Or I don't want to look like that because if I look like that, then I might not be socially accepted by whomever, right? You think about fashion, you think about education. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I better do well in school because if I don't, people will think I'm a failure, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I better, right? I better succeed on my job and I better live in the right neighborhood. I better drive the right car because if I don't keep up the appearance, people are going to think that I did not, right? And and so so we're controlled in a lot of time, a lot of times by by what other people think of us. And so I I need to make this decision because if I uh, how I make this decision is going to determine what so and so think. And and we're always trying to live to impress, right? It could be to impress our own family members. It could be to impress our spouse. To impress you know uh, people we work with or people we don't even know. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. we just we we have this unhealthy fear of people. If I don't live a certain way, then people aren't going to think well of me. And that's just going to ruin my life. You see what I'm saying? Uh, there's a great book, um, written years ago by, uh, uh, a guy named Ed Welch. You ever heard of Ed Welch? He, he's a biblical counselor, yeah. but he, he wrote this book and it's, it's a very helpful book. He, he, it's, um, I'm trying to name of the title. Uh, when people are big and God is small, Ooh. that's the name of the book. When people are big and God that's is small. That's a great title. Yeah, because that's the tendency we all have. We all have the tendency to make people really big in our lives mm-hmm. and to make God really small in our lives. Now, in a sense, people need to be big in our lives. 
right? Sure. Because God has called us to minister to people, to care for people, to love people, to share the gospel with people. So in that sense, I mean, we're about people. We want our lives to be about people, relationships. But the problem is, it's not, it's not that we, we minister to people. We, we, uh, we let people intimidate us. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I like. I think we, that's we, a good word. We, um, that's what it is. We are controlled by what other people think about us. And that intimidation controls us. Yeah, I guess it. that is the fear of that's, man. That's the, that's the fear of man. We fear other people instead of fearing God. And so, so learning how to make people small, if you will. When I say making people small, I mean this idea of of not being controlled by what people think about us and making God big, right? Mm-hmm. Being controlled by Him and what what He desires for me. And so, this is really a big deal and and probably something we don't think about a whole lot. But, but if you do think about your life, you can, you can probably spot it. You can probably spot um, those times in your life where you, you really do uh, get yourself engulfed mm-hmm. in the fear of other people, right? And, and what happens for some of us is we become chameleons, don't we? Oh, yeah. You know what whatever works with whoever yeah, we're with. Yeah, so, so with one person, you act this way. Another person, you act this way over here. Mm-hmm. And you, you know this, we talk about you know, in, in church life, you got your, got your church tray, you got your work tray, you got yep. your home tray, you got your, you know, hobby tray and, yeah. you know, just wherever you are, you're going to, you're going to act a certain way based on the people you're around. And so you're never your true self. You're never the true, true person that God created mm-hmm. you to be. You're always trying to be somebody that you're not in order to, to, to have other people think a certain way about you, right? That is being controlled by people. That is a fear of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, initially what happens is we we want so much to please someone and i i find it interesting that the one who talks the most about fearing god solomon in the book of proverbs he was the one that was the end all so he was saying fear god he in a way he's saying don't fear me yeah yeah, he was the king i mean he was and he was a king when what the king said was law yeah yeah and so king wanted your head gone you were done that's right that's right but he was still saying you don't fear people like me you fear god yeah yeah which you know when you think about the book of proverbs we're gonna get in that passage in a bit but it's written to his sons right that that Mm. are going to take the kingship someday yeah fear god fear god you want to lead well fear god Right, because yeah, there's be going to be a king, lot of people. Fear God, right? Be a don't, lot of people. Don't out fear there. what people think about you. Don't you know? You think about oh man, we're getting into Bible history now. But you think about Herod. Yeah, King yeah. Herod did not fear God. Oh, no. he certainly feared people. Oh, big time fear. That's people. why he tried to rebuild Jerusalem and be so magnificent because he wanted the Jews to like him. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, here's the question, pops. I want us to answer. All right, what is it? Why do we have a tendency to fear people? Okay. Why? Just why, to, do why, we? why do we do it? Right? Why do we fear people so much? Well, really, there's three reasons why we fear people. And it's okay. just really basic, real simple. And I don't even have to tell you these things. You probably know these things, or this is going to resonate with you when I tell you these things. One is people can reject you. Mm, that's true. I mean, none of us want that. None of us want to be rejected by people. No one wants to, to hear someone say, hey, I don't want to be around you. I don't, I don't like you. I don't want you in my life. Right? Mm-hmm. You think about the Son of Man, that the Son of God was rejected by people, right? He was rejected for the people he came for. Rejected so. by the people he came for yeah. and rejected for. I mean, he, he was rejected and went to the cross and died and rose again for us. But, but if you think about it, none of us want that. No. We, we don't want to be rejected by other people. And so, so that's why we have the tendency to be a chameleon, because we don't want a particular group of people to reject us, mm-hmm. to say, you cannot be a part of our group. You cannot be one of us, right? And so, so that's a reason. And so when we act that way, though, what it does cause us to do is try to bend our personality, bend our, yeah. our ways, bend the things that we do 
to the kind of people we want to be around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we call those affinity groups of sorts, but but the, but it becomes very sick and unhealthy yeah. when we change our personality, change our beliefs, change other things yeah. to kind of bend to them because we don't want them to say, don't be a part of our group Right, anymore. and this goes all the way back to elementary school, middle school, high mm-hmm. school, where it you, does. we had those certain groups. Yeah, we did. And and what happened is, is you looked at a certain group in school and you said, I want to be a part of that group, mm-hmm. and I will do whatever it takes to not be rejected by that group but to be accepted. Nobody likes to be rejected, yeah. right? Or think about this. Uh, we have a tendency to, pe- to, to fear people because people can reject us. Yeah. Uh, people can also shame us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me. You've been there, right? Yeah. We've all been there where, where you know, people make you feel guilty for something you did mm-hmm. or, or think about this. Um, <clears throat> sometimes people expose you for who you are. Yeah. You don't want people to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, maybe you've done something or maybe, you know, you've said something to uh, somebody else and, and then they begin to hold that against you. Right? Almost like blackmail. Yeah, like blackmail. Yeah. And you don't want it to get out. You don't want them to, to tell somebody else what you did or what you said or that thought you had. And, and so you do whatever you can to make sure that person or that group of people don't put you to shame. Mm-hmm. But people can do it. And people do it. People yeah, reject say, you people do and it. people will yeah. shame you. They will expose you and, and try to show people the, the real you that you are, that you're not, you know, who you say you are. You're not the, you know, the talented, um, successful person that you portray yourself as. People like to do that. People like to expose you and put you to shame. One of the biggest sellers on New York Times bestsellers list is always those tell-all books yeah. where they're doing exactly that. The gossip, that. right? Yeah. They're the telling that stuff about that person to shame yeah. them. And so just think about that. When, when, when somebody is gossiping about you, slandering you, or putting you to shame, why are they doing it? Typically, the reason why people gossip or try to put others to shame is to do what? To build themselves up. Mm-hmm. Right? Make them look, make we, them we, look big. And I you would look small. never be like that. You, you know what he did? You know what she said? Mm-hmm. I, I would never say anything like that. I would never do anything like that. So just be careful. That's, that's why we have a tendency to fear people because we know that people can reject us and we know that people can also shame us. And we know this too. And this, this happens all too often. We fear people because we know people can hurt Ooh, us. Yeah, they can. Right. Yeah. And, and for some of us, it, it might be in our marriage. Mm. Your spouse knows exactly what to say to hurt you. Ooh. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, or you think about, you know, your, your kids, they know exactly what to say to push those buttons mm-hmm. and to hurt you, or you know how to do it too. Yeah. I was going to say, I can do that. You too. know how, you know what to say that, that, that's really going to hack your wife off. You know what to say that's really going to, you know, cause your kids to, to be really angry or your coworker, whatever the case may be. We, we are sometimes, unfortunately, experts in knowing how to really hurt other people. And, and that's we do sad. It. That's we, sad. But we do it. And we do it for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. We, we do it to, to maybe, you know, manipulate. And, I was going to say control and reasons. And get something yeah. out of somebody that we want. And and so so for some of us in our relationships, we're, we're trying to do everything that we can to not be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we'll give in. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want me to do for you? Right? Or, or you know, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Or whatever the case may be, we're walking around on eggshells in some of our relationships because we know that we make the wrong move. We, we say the wrong thing. If we open up and we're honest or if we confront somebody in their sin, I mean, they're going to turn around and they're going to hurt us and nobody wants to be hurt. And so we walk around this constant fear. I can't say this. I mm-hmm. can't do this because if I say this, he'll do this. If I do this, she'll do this. And so there's that constant fear mm-hmm. that, that person is going to hurt me. I will do whatever it takes to not be hurt like yeah, that again. Yeah, Those yeah. words have come out of my mouth, mm. you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's dangerous. That's a dangerous line to toe. 
because yeah. sometimes it, you're, I mean, no, sometimes you are going to be hurt again. Yeah. It's yeah. just the way it works. Yeah. 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 I mean, just think about it. Relationships are a gift from God, mm-hmm. but they can be tough as well. Yeah. Because people really do hurt us. People really do reject us. Right. And people really sometimes will put you to shame. Amen. And so because of that, oh, me. yeah, because of that, we, we have a tendency, we're not careful to walk around with this unhealthy fear of people, mm-hmm. you know, watching every move we make, watching every word we say, because we just don't want to experience that shame or that rejection mm-hmm. or that hurt. Even if that means, right, that, that, that we don't pay attention mm-hmm. to how God wants us to live, or we don't pay attention to what God desires for us because we're so busy thinking about how can I not be hurt or put to shame or be rejected uh, that we're not spending enough time thinking, how shall I live for the Lord? How does God want me to respond in these situations? Yeah. And sometimes, right, you think about that relationship where you're walking around on eggshells. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God wants you to confront that person, mm. even though it might cause you some hurt. Yeah. God wants you to say to that person, hey, what you're doing is wrong, even though that person might turn around and spew at you. Sometimes God wants you to, you know, um, whatever it might be, expose uh, uh, that the area of sin in somebody else's life, even if it causes some rejection, you see. Uh, so, so sometimes we avoid doing what we know God wants us to do in a particular relationship because we are afraid of what the outcome might be mm-hmm. in that relationship. That's right. So we fear people more than we fear God. So that's that's why. So the first question is, why do I have a tendency yeah. to fear people? Yeah. But we've got to balance it out with this next yeah. one, and that is, why should I fear God? Yeah, yeah. Now this is going to get a little brainy for just a second. Okay, maybe let's not. do maybe, it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're going to track with me just fine. Um, but but why should I fear God? I should fear God because God is eternal. Hmm. Right. Right. If God is eternal, just think about this, Trey. If God is eternal, what does that mean? means he's God, exactly. right? Because no one else is eternal. No uh-huh. one else has a beginning, uh, or excuse me, has everyone no else beginning. has a beginning. Uh, God has no beginning. Yeah. Um, and everyone in this life has an end. Now mm-hmm. we will live forever with God, but God is eternal. Think about God um, being above time, right? He created time mm-hmm. and God is working in time uh, to bring about his purpose and his will. He is eternal. He is the eternal God. And if God is eternal, if he is above time, if he created time, if he has put us in time, um, if he if he has no beginning and has no end, then we probably should take a moment just to listen to what he says, right? Mm-hmm. And so so I should fear God because he is the eternal God who has created everything I see and everything I know. He is the eternal God who sees uh, the beginning from the end. He sees more clearly uh, what's going on in this world than I do. He, he has much better perspective of life than I will ever have. Why? Because he's above it all. He's mm-hmm. eternal. He is, he is eternal, but he's not only eternal, he is all knowing. He knows everything. He knows everything. Everything. He knows my heart. He knows your heart. He knows that 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 heart of that person who who you think is going to put you to shame. He knows the hearts of people. But not only does he know the hearts of people, he knows exactly how he's working in every That's individual right. heart, right? right? And so I should fear him because he knows it all. He knows the intentions of my heart. He, he knows the thoughts I have in my head before I even have them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing that God does not know. And because of that, and that should cause me to fear him. Now, when I think think about fear of God, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, here's why I don't fear, right? I don't fear that God is going to take away my salvation. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. I don't fear that God is going to punish me for my sins because 2,000 years ago on the cross, Jesus Christ took my punishment 
in my place. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be consequences for my sin. You think about Hebrews chapter 12, uh, where the writer says that God disciplines yes, of his course children he that he loves. And so he might allow me to experience the consequences of my sin to, to put me back on track, but he's not going to eternally punish me for my sins mm-hmm. because Jesus Christ took care of that. And so when I'm talking about fear of God, I'm not fearing that God's going to kick me out of the family. I'm not fearing that God's going to eternally punish me. But when we talk about fear, it is this idea, right, with Hebrews chapter 4, where, where the author says that, man, Man, God's word is like a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It cuts through the joint and marrow. There, there's nothing that is hidden from his sight. Trey, that's, that's a big deal. It is huge. Right? He knows our hearts. That, he knows that, everything yeah, we that, think. He knows. That person I fear, yeah. who I think might hurt me, there are things about me that person does not know. You can say, you don't know me. That's right. You can say those yeah, words yeah. and be true. I can't say that to God. No. He knows everything, and my whole life, my whole life is accountable to him. Mm-hmm. That should cause me to live in reverential awe of who he is. God, teach me. We're going to talk about this yeah, Sunday in the yeah. message in Psalm 90. Teach me to number my days. Wow. Every step matters because you know everything about me, mm-hmm. right? So fear, you use that word rever- reverential awe. Yeah. So can you flesh that out for us a little bit? Because I've always had a struggle with this and understanding. I'm not. I'm not cowering in fear towards yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. Although I should. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't have to anymore yeah. as a believer, as yeah, a follower. Yeah. Yeah. But yet he still says that I'm to yeah. fear him in this reverential awe. Yeah. Kind of flesh that out. Yeah. The way I think about it, and this might be a little bit simplistic, but the yeah. way I think about it is, you know, growing up and 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 you know my relationship with my father yeah what i knew about my earthly father is my earthly father father wanted what was best for me mm-hmm. he loved me he cared about me he provided for me he took care of my needs he yeah. he made sure that i was in a place where i could get a good education he he worked overtime so our family could have you know uh the things that we needed to have you know a a, a good life and he he did what he had to do to set our family up for success right, right. i knew that and I, so i never questioned never for one moment that question my father's love did I fear my dad? Now, here's the deal. Yeah. I never questioned that my dad was going to kick me out of the family. Yeah. I never questioned that my dad was going to do anything that would cause any kind of harm on my life. Mm. But I knew my dad meant business. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew if I got out of line, right, there was going to be a consequence for my action, mm. right? And the consequence for my action was to do what? It was to help to train me That's to be a better man. That's where that discipline comes yeah, The discipline, yeah. right? So, so I think about, you know, I, I never feared my dad in the sense, like, I, I'm scared my dad's going to kill me, mm-hmm. Right. But I certainly had this this sense of respect for my earthly dad. Like I know my dad loves me, mm-hmm. but I know when he speaks, he means business. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? And so I think about my relationship with my heavenly father. I think in some ways it's the same way. I never doubt God's goodness to me. I never doubt God's provision in my life. I never doubt, doubt that God wants what's best for me. But I also know, man, I fear God in the sense that he means business. Mm-hmm. What he says goes. Now, it's not up for discussion. I don't get to argue my point and, and try to convince him, right? It's done. He said what he said. I get in line. If I don't get in line, right, I'm going to experience some consequences for that because he's going to discipline me to get me back into line because he loves me. You see what I'm saying? And so for a Christian, I think, you know, when you think about the 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 the, the, the fear of God, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about, having this, this, this right respect and reverential awe of who God is in such a way that, that it keeps us in line. I'm going yeah. to walk faithfully to him because, because I, I don't want to get out of line and because I know that what he has for me is what's best for me. Uh, Henry Blackaby said it this way, and I might not be quoting it directly, but he said something along this line that sometimes it is the fear of God that keeps us when the love of God won't. Mm. And so, you know, it, it is the thing that, you know, yeah. well, I'm not going to go that far because 
we have a holy, righteous, loving, yeah, 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 um, yeah. holy, righteous God yeah. that want, that is going to yeah. discipline me, yeah. you know? So, but when you have that kind of fear that you have this God that is eternal and that is all knowing, yeah. um, uh, then yeah, he matters much more than people matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he is eternal. He is all knowing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everything that he does is ultimately for his glory and our good. He matters. What that person down the street that you're trying to impress thinks about you, mm-hmm. in the big scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what that coworker thinks about you that you're trying to impress so, so desperately doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is your relationship with God. What yeah. matters is where you are with him. What matters is your obedience to him, right? Why should I fear God? Because he is holy. Uh, excuse me, because he's eternal. Why should I fear God? Because he's all knowing. Why should I fear God? Because God is serious about my holiness. Wow. He's serious about me living right before him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I stand before him and you know, on that day, when he brings me into his glory, you know, um, I'm not going to be able to look at God and say, God, I, I wanted to obey you, but I was afraid if I did, you know, that person was going to shame me a little bit. So I just, you know. And I, God's I just, gonna, yeah, just going to say, okay, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. You had a little bit of peer pressure in your life. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's like, no, I was clear. <laughs> yeah. Obey me. Trust, obey, walk yeah. by faith. Take up your cross. Deny yourself. It's not mm. about what people think about you. It's about living right before me, right? Mm. And, and Jesus Christ died in my place, rose again, put his spirit within me so that I might, as a response to his love, as a response to the, 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 the good work that Christ has done in me, I might live in holiness for his glory, right? Mm. And so, so man, I, have, I, I really don't have any reason to fear people but I have much reason to fear God because of who he is and what he's done. And, 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 and keeping that perspective of who God is and, and how I should stand in awe of him. I mean, it really does impact the way that I view my relationship with, yeah, with other people. Yeah, right? It would. Yeah. Because now, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. I might be rejected by people, but so what? Mm-hmm. God will never reject me. You see Amen. what I'm saying? Amen. There, there might be people who put me to shame, Right who exposed me, right? God's never going to put me to shame. He put his son to shame for me. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Um, th- there might be some people that hurt me. There be, have been people who've hurt me, right? And I'm sure I've hurt people along the way too. Of course. But God has no desire to hurt me. He's not going to hurt me. He has every desire to sustain me and bring me safely home. You see, there is much reason to fear God, uh, who is the sustainer of my soul, and little reason to fear other people. Mm-hmm. So when I put, you know, fear in its proper place, fear God, then it really does help me to begin to treat my relationships differently. So how does that look? What would be some ways that yeah. we can I can begin build to build kind of I can begin to build healthy relationships. Because now all of a sudden I don't fear my spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and how she might hurt me or whatever the case may be. Instead, I, I love my spouse with the love of Christ, right? And I, and I know there are going to be moments when we both say things that might be hurtful, but I'm not going to let that hurt define the relationship, right? Christ defines relationship. Right. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to offer forgiveness when I have to offer forgiveness. She's going to offer forgiveness. We're going to learn to trust. We're going to build each other up. We're going to hold each other we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to have an, uh, an enriching relationship. Right now, I can't do that in every relationship. Some people are going to be just, you know, just for the fun of it. They're just going to choose to never want to have a relationship with me. They're going to reject me. <laughs> for the fun of it. Yeah, I never just, thought I mean, of it that way. Just for the fun of it. We're, we don't have anything to do with you. Well, 
not my problem. You know what I'm saying? I mean, okay, I get it. That's that's fine. I'm not going to let that determine the course of action of my life, right? I'm going to let Christ determine the course of action. And so, so there's relationships that He's put me in, uh, that 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 family relationships, whatever it might be. I'm going to do everything I can to to uh, to view those relationships through the lens of Christ. And I'm going to do everything I can to uh, make those relationships healthy. And, and those relationships where people have rejected me and said, we don't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm confident in my relationship with Christ. And that's really all that matters. You Amen. see what I'm saying? Well, Pastor, I think, uh, I think fearing God and not fearing man is a big deal. Yeah. If, if, in our Christian walk, you yeah. know, it's a big deal. Um, so uh, Hebrews 12 is a good place to read. I know you said that. Yeah. Of course, the book of Proverbs yeah, is very yeah, good about re- reading about fear. About the yeah, beginning of a uh, of knowledge, the fear of the yeah, Lord, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I just recommend that. But as our people kind of deal with this issue, can you just kind of get us on on the on the train, the track train track, yeah, I guess, yeah. to moving towards that direction? What's what's something we can do this week? Yeah, I think you know the the, the practical step is always uh, to just immerse yourself in who God is. The more you're learning about God, mm-hmm. His character, His nature the more you see how big he is and how small everything else is. What we all need is just a, a heightened view of who God is Amen. because that really does change everything. And so spend some time with him this week. Get to know the kind of God that you serve. And when you find yourself in those situations where you you, you are walking on eggshells because you fear somebody else, mm-hmm. ask God to help you. Ask Amen. God to help you see people the way that he sees people with love and grace and compassion and mercy. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you for sharing this and look forward to learning to be more more uh, fearing of God as yeah. we deal with everyday things. And yeah. as we do that, let's uh, close and get yeah, ready Yeah, we for hope next today's week. episode has been helpful for you. If it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.